Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Hey, welcome to episode 51 of the Talking Hockey podcast. We got uh, Ty, Luke, Martin, and Eric here. Uh, another late night one, so Luke's going to kick us off when he's ready for bed. But we're going to talk about this week, um, the Montreal news. They fired Claude Julien, and uh, then we can also talk – I think we're going to talk a little bit about Buffalo because there's been some uh, Jack Eichel news come out there over the past week that I kind of want to touch on. And let's take it away with Claude Julien got fired today along with Kirk Muller. Um, and it's just crazy to see how Montreal is – has gone from, you know, a month juggernaut. ago after they beat yeah, juggernaut a month ago after they beat Vancouver five times in a row, to just firing their coach today. Was this predictable for Eric? Who knows? I don't really read his stories, but it seems like he was saying <laughs> on, the, on the Instagram today that uh, he's been saying this for months now that the team is not. Wait, that you good. don't wait. You don't read our stories. Uh, okay, what? I read half of them. What? 
I read the God. ones where you don't sound super arrogant. So like, uh, so none of them. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely none of them. Yeah, the talking uh, hockey stories. I just tap right through. <laughs> Give us some story views, you know. Actually, we yeah. hit our highest amount of story views ever, like a couple days ago, like six thousand five hundred or something like that. That was insane. Congratulations, Eric. Yeah. You want a medal? Um, I do. Actually, I do want a medal. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. What went wrong with Montreal? Because okay, here's what I'll say. For years now, since Claude Julien has been there, they've been a team, and even this year as well, that's dominated five on five. Their their five on five numbers are great in the offensive zone. They have the puck a lot. They generate a lot of great scoring chances, and the stats will show it. But mm-hmm. they just kind of don't score, if that makes sense. And what went wrong was they constructed a roster that's full of guys that don't know how to shoot the puck, a bunch of guys that aren't – not that don't know how to shoot the puck, but aren't that great at it, a bunch of guys that are great at generating scoring chances but don't have a lot of elite skill. You know, and maybe that's why they went out and got Drew in, even though, you know, hasn't really <laughs> lived up to that type of hype. But then, do you, but yeah, do you that's think, the major, majority reason, right? Do you think Julian was misusing players? Like, I feel like he, yes. like, uh, Brendan Gallagher, a player that, like, seems like a guy that's generating offense. Maybe he's not scoring a whole bunch, but maybe that's because he's not playing a whole bunch. Like, he's averaging, like, 16 minutes a game. Yeah, 16, um, 17 minutes. And he seems like a type of guy that could average more game. Like he has the energy to average more game. And Julian mm-hmm. just wasn't doing that for him. So like, yeah. is I, Julian a part of the problem? I'm always like, skeptical definitely... on like what the minutes a lot of guys produce because there's always those. There's always that talk of like, oh, this player he can't he can't play if you put him. He isn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the same impact. If you put him at 19 minutes a game versus 17, minutes I think a Brendan game. Gallagher has the energy to. I mean, I do, do what too. What he does at 19 you know, minutes. I have Montreal fans messaging me all the time saying, "Oh no, this guy said this and this," and I don't know how much to, I don't know how much stock to put in that. I think we have very little insight into what Montreal thinks, and I also think that a lot of teams have very little data on if a player can actually play at 18, 19 minutes a night. I think. I'm very skeptical on a lot of teams' ability to judge that. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, you know, in an interview that we have coming out next week, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about, right, it's the accuracy of the data, and I'm not, you know, 100% sure NHL teams are doing that correctly. And I'm not sure, like, how they even go about testing it properly. Like, have they even thought about, you know, have they tried it? Then how do you know, right? That might be part of it. But his, I think Claude Julian's misusage, misusage was more along the lines of like him putting out certain players three on three to start and like putting like, I think he put Deneau and Sherrod, like Sherrod, sorry. Deneau and Sherrod. And and yeah, Yeah. it was to start off a three on three and they lost. Yeah. And like, okay. Yeah. But to be fair to Claude Julian, who does he put out there (laughs) that all of a sudden you're super confident that they're going to win three on three. Right, like this is what I mentioned in my story. Like, who on Montreal do you, are you looking at and going? That's an elite guy. That's gonna. That's the guy who's gonna score the goal. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the guy who you I want to throw any, out there. You look at ninety percent of the teams in the league. Ninety-five percent of the teams in the league, they have two or three guys at least. Right? Care like even look at the bad teams in the NHL right now. Like you throw out LA. At least you have Kopitar out there. You have you know like, or you look at Ottawa Senators. They can put out some dynamic guys at least. Right. Like Shabar, 
on yeah, D Shabbat, and stuff. Like and, Shabbat on D, exactly. Like you said, even like Stutzla, he's he isn't a great guy player yet, but three on three, he's fast, he's tricky. He's gonna look good. That's when he can look good. That's when he can look good. He has a lot of space, exactly. Yeah. So there's guys like that, but Montreal doesn't really have those guys. <laughs> like, no. you know what I mean? Like in Ottawa, you know, they're they're probably not the greatest three on three team. But even they have Shabbat back there. Montreal's He's biggest like problem, they don't have big – like, they don't have skill. Like, they don't have much They don't exactly really skilled fresh. guys. I would and say so they're best. I big. think that's Bergevin's fault. Like, Bergevin yeah, hasn't liked skill 100%. his entire career. Like, he wasn't, a, like, a hugely and the, skilled guy. And the other issue is defensively, too. Like, look at the guys he brings out on defense. Like, other than Petri. Oh, he hates skill on defense. Yeah. <laughs> he, he absolutely like hates absent skill. of skill. Right, and then Claude, but the problem is Claude Julian didn't exactly like skill too much either. It no. seemed like with guys like Mete, and he was more. But you know what? He did he did well with the what he had. <laughs> you know what I mean? For like, sure. I think that Petrie is a a great solid defenseman, and Weber has actually been good. Like you can yeah. you can Weber argue that Weber is a skill guy, right? Like no, the, Weber's, Weber's, not a, he's a, good, he's a, Weber's a good defenseman. So there's yes. another there's Obviously. another issue on Montreal, right? And and um. What's the guy's name? Um, Mika on on Twitter. What's his What's his account? Where he has those charts, right? Oh, me, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Mika, Mika. Yeah, exactly. So, so my uh, so Adam, resident Habs fan, um, and I were discussing it today. He said that he's been hoping that Claude Julian was fired for the past year almost, right? Because or mm-hmm. for the past two years, because Montreal five on five again dominates the game. But their power play and penalty kill are god awful. Their power play, especially their power play for the past three years, when this has been outdated for like the past decade, is get the puck to Weber or Petrie to one time it from the point, and it gets blocked or it's easy save for the goalie. Even though Weber has one of the hardest shots in the league, it's an easy save for the goalie because it's from mm-hmm. sixty feet away, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that was their whole power play, and that's they've struggled. They were like twenty eighth for power play and. 27th or 26th for penalty kill and they have done yeah. no adjustments so yeah so so they were 25th in power play sorry they're 20 and 22 for power play and pk this season 22 and 19 last season 30th in 2018 2019 so they've been lower middle to end yeah well okay so but isn't it so yes the the blame on the special team should rely on julian because He's the head coach, but isn't it the assistant coach who typically – He got fired too. He got fired too. Kirk Muller. He got fired. So normally one runs the power play and one runs the PK, no? Like isn't that – or is it really just just depends on which team and how they orchestrate it? It depends on the team orchestrating Because it feels more like they got fired because Kirk Muller was bad at his job. But the other issue is like they were bad on the PP, the power play, not because they – of bad coaching necessarily it's because of the personnel like who who do you have other than weber who's going to shoot the puck on you need on skill on the power you need, play you know, too. You need skill exactly yeah. you don't and, need, but they you don't do have has no skill they do have that i say they do i say druen as, as much as flawed a player as druen is is and has been in his career i think on the power play he's he that's where he's most skill valuable yes. and he but can druen, but druen isn't kane you know what I mean? Like if you, well, if he was Kane and but only on the power play, that would make sense. But he's not. I think that Druen can get the puck to Josh Anderson or Tyler Toffoli who can score the puck. At the same sure, time, and at the same time, does does Claude Julian 
like think about Claude Julian's past. Um, so he was in Boston and he coached mm-hmm. Boston when they had guys like Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and maybe a Krejci. year or two of, of uh, Pasternak. I'm not. They have they have they have Krejci in his in his prime of he his had, career. He had Pasternak um, too, I think, for a year yeah. or two. So Julian might be killing skill, like he might be trying to make you turn away from skill. So maybe it is Julian's that, fault a right? little like, bit. But he that's how Pasternak. Pasternak was good the first two years he came into the that, that, This is also but like think about how much better that line's been since. Yeah, uh, but Pasternak Kasten. also developed in that time. Yes. Marchand yes. broke out. Fair enough. Late breakout, which could be attributed to Julian, too. Fair right? enough. I think Marchand's first forty goal season was after Julian left. I might, can, I might be wrong on that. But can anyone explain to I me, like, so. is it is it is it Claude Julian's fault that his centers suck? Like Nick Suzuki no. had a great start to his season. Not gonna lie, right? But he since dynamite, yeah. He, but since you know, ten after they played their games against Vancouver, the whole team has been trash. I think Deneau still has zero goals this year, right? When your top two centers are Suzuki and 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 Deneau and Kotkaniemi, and I think they have like four goals between them all, dude. <laughs> five so goals. Yeah, <laughs> Deneau has none. Let, let me let's let's fact check that. Deneau has zero. Okay, uh, I know for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so who could have also predicted the fall off of Philippe Deneau, man? From last year being a top shutdown center in the league to this year, just... Yeah, and, and I think it partly has to do with the offseason he had, not getting the contract, contract disputes. It's probably in his head a little bit, right. I think. So I think that's playing a role for sure. Like, I, would, but, I wouldn't say that Deneau's an elite goal scorer because he had 13 goals not. last year, but but he was a lot better. He was a great even-strength producer. Right, like he was, he was top like top forty in the league or something like that for just even strength points. Power play, he's brutal because he doesn't have skill. Again, right, like there, he doesn't have the skills that help you succeed on the power play. Great shot, okay. great vision, great passer. Their their centers have uh, Suzuki has four goals. Uh, Duran has two. I don't even know if they're playing Duran. Duran's not a center. Duran's not a center. Duran's on Nick Suzuki's wing. Okay, Kotkaniemi has two goals. Um, Arturi Lekkinen has two goals, and he's also not their center. No, it's Deneau. Uh, their, their top three centers are Deneau, Kotkaniemi, and Suzuki, and they have six goals between them. Deneau has zero, <laughs> and Deneau has zero. Yeah, Suzuki has four, Kotkaniemi has two, and Kotkaniemi just scored his second of this the his season on you know Saturday night. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's concerning there, man. Goals, it's how they go about it's because the individual lines are good, right? You have a Druen Suzuki Anderson line, very good, very solid line. You have the Tatar Dino Gallagher line, again, very solid, very good. Then you have the Tafoli uh Tafoli God uh Kakanyemi. Kakanyemi and Lekanin uh, and Armia. Or Armia, it's Armia. So you have those three top lines. None of those are top lines, really. Like not really, especially when if you know Gallagher no. and Tatar. If if they're performing at their best, that's a top line. Like last season, that's a top line. But after those guys, like oh, none of those lines are elite, and none of them have really elite players. 
And then when and then again, Montreal continues to dominate at even strength because they have they can roll four lines. They have a deep deep team, but the defense is rough. No puck moving guys. Again, not much elites or puck moving talent there, which creates issues, um, and which causes them to have to attack a lot off the rush versus um, cycle play because none of the defensemen can really make plays and skate very well, and they have to move out of their zone very quickly when the other team gets the puck instead of pinching because they can't pinch because the defense defense def, sorry the defensemen don't have the skating ability to get back or recover from the play so that's part of the issue and then they don't hem guys to their own zone so guys never get tired they're never you know missing a bunch of plays and stuff like that that causes another issue they're just only they're a rush team They've, they literally spend the least amount of time in the offensive zone out of almost any team in the nhl like that's insane right like that's not like it's not necessarily a bad thing inherently but it's not good either so that's part of the issue and the pk is all coaching right i think we all agree there like you don't need you can fit almost any guy into the pk and as long as you're a good coach the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. You should be able to make it work somewhat. I think that PK, I think that special teams, also the power player, are are on the coach, right? And uh, I say the power play especially because you really don't need elite guys to to you know be able to generate um, and and have a good strategy of what to do, right? Because, for example, the Leafs in their tank here, they still generated, especially on the power play, they had good strategies in place. They just had a bunch of guys who couldn't score, right? So even like Montreal, what I'm saying, right? what I'm saying is that when you look at how Montreal runs it, though, and the offense they do generate on the power play, it's it's point shots from Weber, one timers from Weber, right? Like it's yeah, it is partly the system for sure. That's the right. system, yeah. So yeah, the, the, and another another thing that that didn't help Claude Julian is Carey Price, and we want to keep talking about and hear on broadcasts every single night if Carey Price is the best goalie in the league, but he's not stopping the puck. He right. looks like he's going to stop the puck, though. You have to yeah, remember exactly. that. He yeah, always sure. looks like he's going to stop the puck. So he and, is the and best that's what matters. That's what matters that more. That is what matters. But, yeah, you are right. But I would also point out that, yes, even the Leafs in their worst year, Morgan Riley, Kadri, James Van Riemsdyk, those are guys that have always been elite on the power play. Did right. Morgan? I don't even think Morgan Riley played. I think that was the year they were trying to develop Morgan Riley defensively. So I don't think that he played on the power play. Was that was that the Nikita Zaitsev year? Or was that no, the year no, no, no. That was the year after. I think okay, Riley. Yeah. No, I think he was on the power. Okay. But regardless, Kadri, James Van Riemsdyk, both very good power play players. Even Bozak. For Bozak right was, out, you know, the, give him credit where credit's due. He wasn't the greatest five on five guy, but he was always he's always been good on the power play. So some, there, something we talked about. Something yeah. we talked about in the interview that will be coming out next week is players willing to go get the puck. And yeah. Tyler Bozak is the type of guy that goes and gets the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, right? It's like, always so. it was always funny when 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 there was that that year. 
I guess it was uh, this, the second year of, or the first year of Austin Matthews. And everybody's like, why is Austin Matthews not on power play one? Well, it's because Bozak was better, man. <laughs> Bozak was better, right? Well, why, that why, unit was yeah. elite. That was, unit unit was, was really good. Yeah. You, like, you got to learn to yeah. go get the puck. Like, that's a big thing. It's like, timing learning. too, right? Like knowing yes. when to go for the When puck. to get the puck, yeah. Like you said, yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's it's there's multiple issues in Montreal, but one of them, I'm hockey not sense because, biggest yeah. biggest thing. <laughs> well, hockey sense five on five, obviously very different than hockey sense on the power play too, right? Million different types of hockey sense, all impacting yeah. different things, and just like I think people, you know, maybe I didn't present myself well when I was talking about the issue. I wasn't saying like I tried to say Julian isn't perfect. <laughs> he has so many issues, but. Ninety percent of the game is five on five, right? And if you could, if you can supplement him as the GM with, okay, this assistant coach is going to help with the PK. This assistant coach is going to help with the power play. Whatever the situation is, there should yeah, be a much, road there for Julian to work in Montreal. As much as I'm blaming Julian, like I think Bergerman should have been fired like two years ago. Eight, I think his eight years. I think his time was done. He's I had think eight he, years two different cores. Like how, yeah. how many more excuses are Montreal? I, I don't. Yeah, this, I don't. This is kind of ridiculous at this. They've point. never. It's never made sense to me how Montreal for for the past three years basically have been a team that's consistently had put put great five on five numbers like statistics and the offense that they do generate is right in the slot, right? And mm-hmm. they control play, but they just can't score. How has this happened for the past three years, basically, man? You look at those ro- you look at those rosters. He doesn't like skill. Like it, it seems he like he doesn't like skill. He didn't like Domi. He traded him out for. And I'm not saying but Josh Anderson's been bad. Domi, Domi is not was not the answer either because it was yeah, still right. it was still yes. an issue. But he's still skill. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's still skill, skill in comparison to what they have, right? Like he's. Compared to almost every player on that team, he's more skill. <laughs> yes. But right? I'd still say Josh Anderson's an upgrade on Max Domi's Domi. more raw skill. But, but again, yes. the issue isn't individual moves with Bergevin. You look at like 98% of his moves, they aren't bad in isolation. Like bringing in. He's just looking Chirac, at the wrong in things Chirac, in, in hockey. Bring in, yeah, bringing in Josh Anderson, bringing in Tyler Toffoli. Every individual move isn't the issue with Mark Bergevin. It's the overall picture of how the team works. He's, right? He isn't earned. He's part of the reason that the old boys club in hockey doesn't work. He is the old boys club. He's the like he thinks this one way and he thinks it will work and he's determined to make it work. You know who he reminds me of is Mike Babcock. <laughs> Uses to listen to anyone else. Surprised he didn't hire Mike right. Babcock. Yeah, like, probably because he can't French, such, speak French. So, such yeah. stubbornness. The in only his- reason he didn't hire Babcock is. Probably because he doesn't speak PR French. And French. <laughs> PR and French. But like, Babcock refused to put Marner and Matthews together for what, three years or whatever it was, right? Like, just super stubborn, just, no, this has to be my way. This is how it's done. And yes. I'm not saying Mark Bergeron is that level because there are stuff that he has done, like is uh, adjusting his draft strategy, drafted uh, Cole Caulfield instead of. Um, you know, whoever big guy that what it might have been available at that spot, he's adjusted all on the edges. But there's some like very key edges aren't aren't exactly, helping the Canadians right? now, and especially and especially now, right? Like Caulfield isn't going to be ready this year. Maybe he's ready next year. The Canadians with fucking Price's contract 
are win now and they have been win now since they signed and that's the other issue too right he he locked them in into a win now mode and then and then rebuilt and then on top of that hasn't really done a great job of getting you know he lucked into that third overall pick with uh but then drafted cockney instead of like how different would this team look if they drafted kachuk or quinn hughes instead of cockney to be fair to if they drafted Brady Kachuk, they just have another like Brandon Gallagher-esque guy who can't. That's true. Because again, Brady <laughs> Kachuk is a guy. Uh, Brady Kachuk, dude, Brady Kachuk actually generates like the, the, the best scoring chances in the league, but he score he doesn't score. Exactly. But so think, about, but think about those two together. I don't know. Those, those two together might be an interesting so, mix. It's just like, – so what I want to say because we've been talking about this for 20 minutes and Luke is disinterested <laughs> already – uh, and wants to go to bed. So um, I'll quickly just say this. It, it, it's it's funny to see the downfall of how quickly things have gone from the offseason, the Montreal Canadiens were Stanley Cup, almost like it seemed like they were yeah, Stanley Cup favorite. favorites, man. Beginning of the year, Stanley Cup favorites to now losing to Ottawa. Who, who thought that? Like, honestly, who Everyone. thought that? Like, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everybody. The discourse going in. Okay. Oh my lord! It was not to reference. Was, not to reference our next. I respect. It was like Mike Kelly. My even Mike Kelly was like, I think we have to say it, like Montreal is the best team in the league right now. And okay. I was just like, come on, buddy. Like <laughs> they played. Your- they played okay, Vancouver okay. four times, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and all okay. Of a sudden, they were the best. Fair enough. Um, if Carey Price was better, does Julian get fired? Question. No. Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Um, so is this all all on Carey Price? Maybe. Well, I think that Carey Price fired apparently. So, so <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch the game yesterday against uh, Montreal for Ottawa? No. Uh, okay. But but I wanted to continue that. Is that fair on Carey Price? Like, I think no. that Carey Price not to look at it's not fair. To, you can't blame him. He got paid ten million dollars for that to be you fair. Yeah, but it's not his, his problem. That's the GM's problem. Yes. <laughs> Who cares? You're the I player. Agree. Take whatever money you get. No, but I'm saying the people that are listening, and you know what? Most Montreal fans aren't going to listen to this episode. They're going to drop out like four minutes in because they're going to be pissed at what we're saying. But it's the hard truths because we're on the outside looking at this, going, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and, and you know, like I got, I've gone. Like you go look at our story statistics from like replies and shares and stuff. Every single story, every single story, like sixty responses for from like Montreal fans on every single one going no, 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 and they're dying, and they're dying on the on their hill for the wrong players too. Like there's so many guys dying on the hill of Joel Edmondson was a good signing for the Montreal Canadiens. Like it's no. unbelievable. That was, <laughs> that was an reason, awful Mark Bergevin site. That's an old boys club. That's a classic Carl Mark Bergevin. Joel Edmondson, same exact literally their stats mirror each other so closely. Yes. Except Montreal is a lot better than they were at the time when he was signed, especially their uh some of the defensemen that they have. So he looks a lot better, right? You put him beside Pet uh, Petri, at least he looks, you know, like a really good defenseman. He can carry the load for that pair. But like, there's so many of their fans dying on that hill. I admit, like, I was wrong. Jake Allen's been awesome for them. Great job. Mm-hmm. But you're still paying whatever fifteen million dollars for goaltending right now. <laughs> Jake Allen's outperformed Carey Price, right? 
He better okay. be good for them. Someone needs to be good for them if they're paying $50 million for Ty, goaltending right now. Ty already mentioned this. I think we need to uh, move on quickly. Um, and quickly, I want to just uh, bring up uh, one thing that I've noticed a little bit from Sens fans or from people talking about the Sens. And I, I'm going to talk about this for like two minutes, a minute and a half. Um, <laughs> Five minutes in Martin time. If, yeah. if you thought the Sens were going to be something this year, I don't know what you were thinking, but they're not. Um, <laughs> the Sens have a lot of interesting players, and the interesting players are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're being yeah. interesting when they are interesting. Yeah. Um, they're fun. But it, uh, they're fun. Um, they're like Leafs exactly, first year build. Yes. That's Except exactly where they are because – the Sens went into a full rebuild, right? Like they didn't keep yeah. a single fucking person. They didn't even keep someone like Pajot. They traded Pajot for a great trade because Pajot got then got signed for like five million dollars, which was not what the Sens needed. Um, so the Sens are exactly where they need to be. They're beating mm-hmm. good teams when they need to be good teams, and it's fun to watch them they are a fun team to watch they suck at some points and therefore again dominate it but they still they came out and beat toronto in the first game not saying they'll beat toronto any of the other times they play them um but they beat montreal a decent amount they're they're winning three to four in the montreal series Mm -hmm. um they're a fun team to watch and then exactly where Ottawa needs to be to bring in fans. Not that they can bring in fans this year. But <laughs> they're, they're where they need to be. And people, I think, overestimate the Sens because of that Matt Murray signing. And <laughs> Never forget when they signed in the year. After they Not signed big. Matt Murray, it's like, this is a message to the Leafs. Objects <laughs> in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, not saying that Dorian's doing a good job, but he, I think Dorian realizes exactly where they are. I think Melnick realizes where they yeah. are. I'm not saying but I like that's, Melnick that's at all. That's important, like, what you just said. Yes. You just said they, they know where, where they, they are. are. They understand it. At they least. understand. That, which is, yeah. which was what led to their downfall in the first place. They didn't realize yeah. where the fuck they were in the first yeah. place. They, they came uh, a shot away, uh, a penalty away from making the Stanley Cup Finals that one Dude. year, and they went balls deep, never, and it did not do well. Dude, I'll never forget watching. I'll never forget watching that that game seven against Pittsburgh right before. Yeah, right before they score. Right before Pittsburgh, they had no scored. business being in that Dude, game listen, seven. Though, listen, in the first right place. before Pittsburgh <laughs> scored, I remember there was a play. It was Connor Sheary uh, at, at the point. Trying to do a, a, a like a, a, a pass across the ice to the other to the guy standing on the other side, right? He was standing at the at the right point. He was trying mm-hmm. to pass the puck over to the left side, and there was a sense player there who almost intercepted the pass and would have been a breakaway <laughs> because there was no one there, right? This was like literally thirty <laughs> seconds before, but he just misses it. I think it was Victor Stahlberg, okay? Yeah. He just misses it, and the puck goes and yeah. you know leads to the it leads to the Penguins scoring twenty Stahlberg seconds later. Yeah. yeah, it was Victor Stahlberg. Imagine history. It. Senators make the Stanley Cup final against was it San Jose or Nashville that it was that San year? Jose. Uh, San Jose, yeah, yeah. Imagine San Jose versus the Ottawa Senators Stanley Cup final, and they still don't sell out the freaking. 
Yo, you have to question whether they would have sold mm. out at that point. Like, I don't know. Stanley Cup final is a lot different than Stanley Cup semifinal. Man, that a was the conference different. finals, man. Conference man, I don't finals. Know. I don't know. I don't That's know. Embarrassing. Like Toronto people would have came. Like, yeah, especially I went. They, I especially wanted to. Exactly, they represented Canada at that point in yeah. the Stanley Cup. They final. were already representing and Canada in the conference treat. final. No, nah, but like, fuck that. Like, who cares? Like, no one had faith that they would beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, that that's only that's the only reason I didn't even go. I just I didn't even think they'd win. I was like, I'm not. No. <laughs> and they shouldn't have won, and they didn't, which is good because that's the year they had the whole uh, hamburger problem. Like, mm. like that's the reason they made the playoffs, and then they went on this run. And it's like, okay, you had all these lucky occurrences, which is goes to the luck of hockey, which Eric all right. likes to talk about all the time. Yes, I've I've passed. Let's my be teammates. real. Our, our our Ottawa fan base is probably smaller than our Arizona Coyotes fan base. So let's uh, let's move on to Buffalo because I so, think yeah. So speaking of rebuilds, speaking of big rebuilds, well maybe, maybe we can tie we'll, in a we'll make, bunch of teams. We'll here. give this fifteen minutes, okay, Ty? Fifteen minutes. Okay, we got yeah. to eleven fifteen. Okay, buddy. Luke's computer so, needed to be off like four hours ago. Let, yeah, <laughs> I know. Correct. Uh, so so maybe we can bring in other teams on this because I think I had a good I I, I had a good debate at least with myself about this um and it was talking about yeah, for everyone because- that doesn't know ty has conversations with uh, himself in the chat all the time <laughs> yeah like literally so 10 messages was, back and forth himself. so last week to 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 recap last week there was some news because buffalo has struggled since they came back from their little COVID outbreak right they haven't been a very good team they haven't been winning and there's rumors of the chat hey, is that because requests. uh is that because Ristolainen literally hasn't come back yet? Because yeah, for he sure. had such a bad COVID. I know Ristolainen no said break. he felt like he was about to die. Just saying, he, he, he hasn't said, come back yet. He said yeah. he was feared he wouldn't wake up. Yeah, that's exactly. how bad it was. Yes. he literally was like, when I went to sleep, I didn't know if I. Would for anybody that doesn't believe that COVID is a real and present danger, and this is a Ristolainen. Ristolainen's like he might not be the greatest, you know, he's NHL a tough player, dude, but he's man. super he's a fit. tough fucking dude. Super, uh, fit. he's a professional athlete in the in you know yeah. mid twenties athlete dude. So regardless, the prime of his life. Regardless, what I wanted to discuss is where Buffalo has gone wrong because Jack Eichel's been there now since 2015, so we're looking in year six, season six, right, of his Buffalo yep. Sabers career, and have the Buffalo Sabers gotten any better in his time there, year over year? Like, yeah, uh, no, uh, not really, barely. So, like, you could say his first year, Buffalo still rebuilding. So, to 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 go back even further, twenty that twenty fourteen twenty fifteen season, the Buffalo Sabers were quite literally the worst team in in NHL history, right? Yep. They were, and they tried out, and they tried to be. They were actively because this was yep. the time when the draft lottery was. They if actively you were the team, won it. If you were the worst team in the league, you you could only get number two. You weren't going any lower than two, right? Yeah, and they wanted yeah. McDavid, and they didn't get McDavid. They got Eichel. Um, Do you think anything still, changes if they got McDavid? Nope. Do you think they're in a different situation right now? McDavid's nope. obviously, especially the first couple of years, McDavid's a lot better than Eichel was. Nope. So it's gotten nothing, closer. Nothing's different. But they tore. McDavid might have requested a change. A change of scenery sooner. <laughs> they they tore it down though. They had nothing, right? They literally had nothing on that team. Yep. So 
they get Eichel, their star, their star center, who, you know, even if you want to debate it, he's a top 10 center in the league, right? He is, but yeah, continue. There is no debate. So, yeah. Okay. Some people might try to debate it, but he's a top 10 center in the, in the league. And you have that guy, and they just can't seem to build that team around him. There are now how many coaches and how many GMs into Jack Eichel's career? Four coaches, third, maybe? Or third Four GM, coaches? fourth coach. Third GM, yeah. No, third GM, fourth coach, I want to say. But yeah. Well, but I think that's ownership. I, I think that's 100% ownership. Like, they're not letting GMs do what they want to do. But, I, but, man, how long can you say it's ownership when there's been so many GMs that have gone in and, like... Buffalo like, Trump. Like, Bonner, I'm having a hard was Bonner, time. Was Botterill doing anything wrong? Yes. What? I mean, he didn't Drafting. draft well. He didn't draft well. Didn't, filling in the bottom of an NHL roster is the easiest job in hockey. You can get the elite guys because you luck into it because it's a draft system and you just, you know, you fail into good players. The the test of a GM is what can you do with your body I, I, and your I, body I, I do think he got kind of fucked by Casey Milstad. Like Casey Milstad hasn't been good. Yeah, he did. And did look look good. But they they also missed out on Drysidle because they drafted. And Reinhardt's a very good player, but he's not Drysidle, right? So they missed out on that. And then the depth picks that they keep making, other than like Olofsson, who they drafted in like the fifth or sixth or seventh round, whatever the hell it was. Like other than him. But how much much of that is uh, the ownership not paying for good scouts? Maybe. But you can't. I think it's hard to also say to give the excuse to the G- the ownership over you know a cheap scouting department when you have Ottawa over oh, there hitting on 100% especially especially when uh you think that the Buffalo ownership also owns the Buffalo Sabres there you uh, go not Buffalo the Bills, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills Buffalo Bills, Bills. Buffalo yeah. Bills. sorry uh the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills are killing it <laughs> like yeah, they sorted they sorted shit out and actually did something. Um, so, so yeah, it is, thing. it is I, hard, it's to, hard say. to It's hard to so like, and you can blame ownership for a lot of incompetencies, but with roster construction specifically, that's mm-hmm. the GM's job. But they've right? tried, man. They have tried. They got you forget. They also had Ryan O'Reilly, man. They had top two top centers, Eichel and exactly. O'Reilly. They had him, and in they the- had. Bro, O'Reilly didn't want to play there. Like that. That's a whole. O'Reilly other didn't thing. want to play there, and then because they sucked, he said, "I don't want to play there." He but didn't did, even say he didn't did want to play there. He said he lost the love of hockey. Yes. They made him lose the love of hockey because they kept losing because they sucked. Why is that? Uh, is because it, they after two it, years of like, playing there, they sucked. Part of part of them sucking is his fault, like not wanting to play. Well. Like it, it, and it, it like O'Reilly like was still a very off. good player in Buffalo, man. Like I feel like we don't give him enough credit because, but he he well, he didn't change that much from Buffalo to St. Louis. It's just what was around him changed. You know what I mean? Like carrying around the carcass of Kyle Ocposo or whoever the hell was on his wing. They had some like, bad signings. Ocposo is a really bad signing, eh? You move from Ocposo to Tarasenko. Of course, you're gonna you know, look better, right? It was the next year. Literally the next year won the uh, uh, Stanley, what, what, the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup, but the uh, the award for best player in the playoffs. Um, it's escaping oh, my Conn mind. Smythe. Uh, Conn Smythe. Conn Smythe. Conn Smythe. 
Yeah. So he then the next year, right? It wasn't like he had time to develop and he like instantly hit it off. And they it's missed out. Off. Like they it have has missed to be out. a problem. It has to be. It has to be that, like every single scout, every single like even if you got rid of it, like I don't understand because they've had so much change. Other other people have to, like other hockey people have talked about this, like how much the the attitude of the room matters. And yeah. I was reading uh, Doug Doug Gilmore's uh, biography, auto autobiography. It's not technically an autobiography because he didn't write it. Um, whatever that's called. Um, and how much the attitude of a room matters to the winning uh, processes of a team. So, um, so do you think it's the roster with not having enough, you know, I character think, I think guys, so to speak? No, I no, no, no. I wouldn't say character guys. I think it's and how do you change the culture, right? Has to yeah. start from somewhere. How, how do you? But like, they brought in Bottero, who came from Nashville, and they've been doing well. You know what I mean? Like no, no. Came from who? Pittsburgh, didn't he? Bottero came from Pittsburgh, who? I think. Jason Bottero. Yeah, did he come from Pittsburgh? Or was how much does that guy matter more? on the team? Like, I think it's in the room problems. Yeah, but right? it, like, it, I th- and I think that's an Edmonton issue. And ha- like, because uh, who was it? Uh, the captain of Edmonton that one year, Jason Ferens, who won the cup in Boston, mm-hmm. who then got traded to, or signed with Andrew, Edmonton. Andrew Ferens. Um, Andrew Ferens. Um, and he came out after he was retired and said Edmonton just had the wrong yeah. type of mindset in the room, like Taylor Hall. But uh, Buffalo had those so much turnover in that room. You know what I they mean? They had like, tons of it, man. This fair, team fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But like, how much does that mindset like, matter? Like, it how much? How, it does matter. You've it been. Does we've all been on sports like, teams where, like, like think about Chicago other, right now. Think about Chicago right now. Like, Patrick Kane is literally just like pulling that team. <laughs> yeah. <up. laughs> like they're in a playoff position, aren't they? Or like a couple they're points right out. there. Yeah. They're right, they're right there. there. And they suck. Like, Chicago sucks this suck. year. They do suck. And they don't even have Jonathan Taves. Like, how much does Patrick Kane affect that team? Like, Well, that team, that team has that room, it. They, you know that team has it, right? They they have it already. Duncan Keith. But, 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 Tate, what, uh, but what did – and maybe this is – you pointed it out. What has Buffalo done to bring in that kind of stuff? They what have, didn't. What Buffalo – exactly, <laughs> right? Like – like the, they like the rebuilding teams, Edmonton. Who did they bring in to address that? Did did they address that? Andrew no, Ferris. I, I, I can't even say. I can't even say that Edmonton's done a good rebuild, right? I mean, they, they haven't yet. Not they really. haven't. They have McDavid and Drysaddle, and that's basically until, it. And that's the team. And until McDavid Drysaddle tastes like what it's like to actually be there and how much they want it. Maybe they, they're not the best impactful players on that type of situation. No. Yeah. I think that and I to think be fair to Edmonton, they did bring in Lucic on a stupid contract who has been there. I, I don't know how much he actually affects that type of thing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, how much of an impact can you have on the locker room if you're complete trash while making? <laughs> so, so I want to say, like the Leafs, for example, this year the Leafs brought in Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton, who didn't, who haven't they brought won. in Muzzin before that. Who they brought okay. in before and that. I'm not even saying I'm not even saying that that Thornton and, and Simmons are are winners. They they haven't won shit, right? But, but they but, are guys who. But they, but they haven't won. But they give a fuck about. That's winning. what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Obviously, Thornton wants the fucking win. Because and you can tell against him. You can won. tell that they love Thornton and they love Simmons on yes. the team. Yeah, they brought him in, and this team just looks totally different. And when Matthews and Marner and Thornton are on the ice together, like they just look like they love playing with each other. Yeah, I think you need to have a locker room that works. Like the chemistry. Like I, th- I think we're revolving around this, but it's just chemistry, right? Like yeah, yeah. to have guys that. And I, I don't have a ton of insight into if Buffalo likes each other as human beings. <laughs> I assume they <laughs> losing do. makes it really hard to like people. And, yeah, that, and the, yeah. I and I agree with Luke. I was about to say that yeah. too. Like, what Luke said is completely right. Like Winning it's hard. Is to, the, it's hard. Hasn't talked. Hasn't talked in like thirty minutes. But yeah, <laughs> I was interested in that one round of relevant. I've been. I've been listening. Winning is the the it's the ultimate the relationship maker. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the biggest healer. Nothing yeah. is worse um, than losing. For like losing morale. is important to understand how to overcome conflicts. But yeah, like I I think the I think they enjoyed playing with Marlo too. It was just. Marlowe was way too expensive for what yes. he was worth. Yeah. Joe Thornton was good. I remember when Wayne Simmons was first signed, Ty was very critical of it. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Eric was. I Eric was. was. I was I'm was. good with it. No, you didn't like the 1.5. I said I was good with it. I, I didn't said, like the 1.5. I I didn't I liked the Simmons. I didn't like the 1.5. I didn't like so what I and then I said at the beginning of the season, Simmons actually sucked. Like Simmons. When, when Simmons was on the power play at first, okay, let's not make this a Leafs thing. Yeah, right. it was a three. It was like three games of of uh, into the experiment when Ty said he sucked. But I was going to say, like Weber commented yesterday on, or on Monday, I saw on TSN that he said there was a lot of negativity in the room, and mm-hmm. the John Lou said that he thinks that that might have been like the writing on the wall for Mark Bergevin to do something. So I, I do think that 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 character does matter, and I know that in the past we. Not we. Uh, some people on this podcast have downplayed character players. I just, I just don't like <laughs> the, the argue. The, it's a lazy argument if you focus too much on character versus. Because I think also from the outside we don't have good insight into the character. Okay. And it's not to me, it's more lazy. No, hundred percent not. Dollars on character. <laughs> but like, think about think about yourself and think about uh, your personal life. Um, if you're more positive about what you're doing, and if you think positively, impact. you're you're. It's going to impact how you're doing things and how you treat things and how you want to be, right? Like it's just when you're, you're feeling good, you do good. Like yes. that's it. Like if I have a good day of sales, I kill my sales the rest of the day. If I have a yes. bad day of sales, it like and this is my hundred percent. It kills me for the rest of the day. Like if I have a bad morning with like a couple like screw ups or like, you know, not closing to someone or whatever it is, like the rest of the day, like I'm just not there. But if I have a close in the morning, like I'm flying, I'm fucking confident, I'm like killing it. Yeah. Like so not that that's the same thing with sports. Like if you have a good yes. You know, it, they always say if you have a good first shift, you're gonna have a good rest of your game. If you have yes. a bad first shift, you you know, you're not gonna have that great of a game. And sports is just a builder. Like if if you're constantly losing, you're going to be like, well, 
we're just losers. Like, fuck this. Like, yeah, it's just and not- everybody's talking about you losing. Like, everyone. And the, and the thing is, with to get back to Buffalo, then, right? Is that yep. maybe do they need to move a core piece to get some of that? Do they need to move a core piece for a core piece? Do they need to get you know Reinhardt out of there to bring in another like really talented? Guy? I, what, what's going to happen is bye 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 Jack Eichel. Yeah. Yeah, but they can't rebuild. If they rebuild, that's another five years. You can't trade. Dude, they, tra- they brought they brought in players this year. They brought in Taylor Hall and they brought in Eric Stahl. Yeah, but Taylor, and- but they brought. You know what? They also brought in freaking like uh, who who's in their bottom six right now? Cody now, Eakin. Cody, Cody Eakin. Eakin and all these guys. They they didn't. If if they brought in a to- a bottom six that was talented and good. I think we'd be having a completely different conversation because the thing is with Buffalo, every single year they fail to fill. So we can talk about character. We can blame character. We can blame relationships in the room, whatever. But they've never actually put a good team out on the ice so that we could see, is it the players or is it the uh, the building of the team, right? Because we can talk about character and st- shit, but it, they've never put an actual team together that you've looked at and gone, that's a team that should be in the playoffs every yeah. year. Right, so, they've never had that. They never fill out their bottom six. Their defense looks kind of, you know, it's bad. Goaltending not so great, right? And they've never had a good team. If they've had a good team, we can say it's a character thing, right? If you, if you're the, if you're, um, you know, Pittsburgh right now, for example, they've had good teams. You can say, is it a character thing or is it having a good team? And you know that you know what it is essentially right you know they have character you know they have crosby you know they have malkin you know maybe the team isn't the greatest right now and that's what you can say you can't say that about buffalo because you've never seen the alternative you've never seen have they actually put together a solid bottom six they get a couple of good guys in there and they're so, always available too it's easy to do it's not difficult so, to go and get skill guys in the bottom six. five minutes i'll end off with this because because no 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 we're done with don't worry I will say I wanted to say that I think that the biggest the reason why Buffalo has not been able to do it is firstly because or for not been able to turn things around is because when they tanked they sold off everybody, and secondly, they once they did that their drafting has been poor, so that so poor that they can't fill out the rest of their roster because they've missed on they so many have, picks. They also have bad contracts like Jeff Skinner hasn't worked yeah. out. Uh, Kyle but Jeff Skinner also. hasn't worked out. Why has Jeff Skinner not worked out? They put him in the worst position to succeed possible. Fourth yeah, line. Yeah, but like line. he has one. And then they put him in the point. best position. One I know. Point. But they he put him in the best But the problem is, and this is an emphasis on what the hell is wrong with Buffalo. His first year, they put him in the best position to succeed. And every year since, they've put him in the worst position to succeed. Right? His first, his contract year, the year before they signed him, stapled him to Jack Eichel. Literally just stapled him. And now fourth line, third line. And Je- it's been a combination of Jeff Skinner being unlucky. If you look at you know the numbers and his expected goals and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. partly unlucky, partly just not as good, and partly just, you know, he doesn't have, you know, who's going to get Jack Eichel a goal? Is it going to be Cody Eakin as a center giving him the puck? Or is it going to be, you know, Eric Stahl or Jack Eichel tossing him the puck, right? Okay. And Eichel and Hull haven't been great either, to be honest. Yeah, they haven't. Well, that- Eichel has two goals. They've been unlucky. Unlucky. That brought up a good point, though, of selling off the rest of the team to to tank, and that's what Ottawa's done. So it's going to be interesting. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of saying I, I wanted to bring that into other like Detroit and Ottawa, who sold off everybody. I feel like well, they Detroit are didn't far really away. sell off everybody. Detroit has you know they've this Larkin, staple Manta. bad contract. What I, what I mean is that they had they had guys who like their their core. They made the playoffs 
25 years in a row. And then they lost, I mean, part of that was, was retirement, but they lost Satterberg and Datsuk and, and whoever else was their friends. Yeah, and but they, but they didn't really time. sell off. You know what I mean? Like Detroit but never selling sold off. off. Sell, selling off everybody was the strategy. I'm not sure if it still should be or okay. is. That's a different debate, my, but like it my, was like Pittsburgh. Look at what Pittsburgh did to get Sidney Crosby. They fucking sold sucked. everything. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but and they got Sidney Crosby. This is and, and then they got Crosby. And they got Crosby. Yes, but yeah. this this is the problem with doing it that way is that now you're in your Buffalo and Eichel's had like six years of straight losing. He's yeah. never known what it is to be a winner. He, he like we're talking about character guys that come in and help push Matthews to be even more of a winner. Like Matthews is already a winner. Eichel's well, Eichel was Eichel's too, like, six he, years all, of depression. All the top bro. guys are winners when they entered the draft. They're all like, they're used to winning. Matthews is yeah. used to winning. Eichel's used to winning. McDavid, McDavid won like everything there was to win in junior but, almost. Exactly, but that's that's up. the problem is that they're when winners. you sell them off and you do these these tanks is that Eichel has only lost like and if we're, if we're talking about character that becomes part of his character is that he doesn't even enjoy the game anymore because he's such a, like a loser not in the sense of like a loser but he's all he all he knows is losing which can be very very damaging to I'd say a, a, a team that's trying to win is like yeah Eichel will be that guy in 10 years who will be like a Joe Thornton who never who's maybe come close but who's only ever lost and all he'll want to do is win. Um, and that that's the, that's the damaging part of teams like Buffalo and the senators is that. But all Joe they know Thornton, is, at least all he they was know is a losing teams. culture. Like, yeah. So Joe Thornton's even better, but like Buffalo Joe, and Joe Ottawa Thornton was never on a losing team. San Jose always yeah. was good. Bob you can't teach a good. winning mentality to a guy Toronto who's lost for six years. It just won't. Toronto won't work. got lucky though with like when they dr- got to draft Matthews. They were true. Okay, so they, they sucked. Still, they sucked but, for like six but, years and then but, drafted Matthews and sucked for di- an additional two years. They're, they're, and, they're, and then they started to do well. Well, they so, they were good immediately, right? They made the playoffs the first year. He went because through. they drafted better than Buffalo has. Well, they and had also for they 10 years before that. They had a lot better pieces already <laughs> they involved. had pieces. So that's the other big thing. That's the other big yeah. thing. They had Kadri oh, and Riley. And, Riley. and yeah, Riley. exactly. All they missed, all they were missing. Oh, no, that coming. No, they had, they had Bozak. All they needed basically was a goalie. They got Frederick Anderson. They'd fill Kessel. And, they, and they, that was their team, man. And three. that was it. Yeah. Anyway. Like, like a team like Ottawa is doing things differently. Maybe did. in your head, right? Okay. Like they, they're they're trying to do like a complete uh, Buffalo one eighty. Nobody from that team is still from the playoffs, but their playoff yes. run, yeah, exactly. Everyone's gone. Everyone's <laughs> literally gone. everyone's gone. They're Other trying than, to do a complete so, exactly. culture shock. Like, no one on no one on Ottawa knows how to win. But Ottawa, like, this... Buffalo, Buffalo sucked before they had Jack Eichel. Like, but they didn't. They like, were an elite no, team but, before no. that, dude. No, no, no. Buffalo, yeah, back in like the 2010s. Uh, the yeah, this was, 20, this was 2014 that they came. Up until 2013, they were still a good team with Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. No, no. Jason Yes, Paul they were. Hill. Up until like about 2012, maybe 2013. Kind of, maybe kind of good, but they weren't like – they were like Detroit by so the from, end. Let's they say were like, from 2006. Uh, uh, skimming, skimming by. 2006, the 2012, they were a good team. Exactly. 
So this yeah. wasn't. We're not talking about they dropped. They they weren't a good team. They were a bad team, maybe for two or three seasons before that, and then they tanked. Yes. Okay. They they then they sold it off, but regardless, yeah. Yeah. I think that's enough for tonight, and yeah. we'll end it. Which there. is exactly what Pittsburgh did too. Like Ev- Pittsburgh was good. They had Mario Lemieux, and then they dropped off and were shit for like a long time, and then they drafted Crosby. Like it's okay, Martin, I'm ending like this. Hitting, Martin. Everyone the, in the, the DMs. Let us know what your thoughts are. Who's tanking the best? Who's tanking the worst? Is it Ottawa? Is it Buffalo? Are they tanking the same? Leave us a review. Five stars. If you want to give us a one star or two, that's okay. Um, just know that we'll roast you in on the stories. Every every one star we get, uh, Eric will screenshot it and just roast that person in the story. Um, so, But thank, thank you, you for listening. So and then uh, – how about uh, Martin? Tell him who we got next week. Oh, buddy. We have a unreal <laughs> interview next week. We have Mark Yates coming on, and he talks about some unreal advanced stats um, and how teams look at it, how different sports look at it, and basically explains why Eric it has been correct and looking at Vance stats this entire time. Wow, Martin just said I'm correct. Can we clip just that and I'm going to say that? No, I'm actually going to delete it from the episode. I'm actually going to delete it from the episode. <laughs> no, so, that right. needs to be, I need like my own clip of that to replay it for the next year. Every time no. I see Martin. Just, no, sorry. Eric was, right. it's del- Eric was correct. Eric was correct. It will become, it, it will become Eric's uh, staples easy button. <laughs> <laughs> it will become his ringtone Eric on his was phone. Correct. Eric was Dude, that would be my ringtone. I would make that. No, every time Martin texts me, that's going to be the, <laughs> the tone that pops up. All right. His tone. Anyway. Good, night. good night, folks. Good night. Or good morning, Thank but good you. night.